Welcome to today's edition of the Paul List Comics and Culture Podcast. Every day I pick a comic and then I provide some analysis, discussion, and critical engagement. I'm Tu Ply on Twitter at T-W-O-P-L-A-I. My perspective is as a cultural critic, academic, and a teacher and preacher. So I try to be analytical since sometimes I get philosophical, sometimes I get a little spiritual. Well, since I do analysis of a comic's work each day for about 20 minutes, I do get into the details. So I always suggest that you read the work first, whether you buy it from your local retailer or digitally. Yes, that's a lightweight spoiler warning. All right, let's dig deep. Today is Friday, July 1st. Um, apologize for the difference in audio quality today. Um, I'm actually not on the usual microphone. In fact, I am on, uh, I'm on the freeway and uh, driving in a car with my phone uh, resting in my hoodie. <laughs> a couple inches away from my mouth. So that's to explain the sound quality. You may hear the rattle of the road underneath me as I'm driving. Um, it is Friday, and on Friday we uh, we do the Friday find. And today's Friday find is a comic called um, uh, "Bird in the Cage" by Rebecca Rower, R O H E R, uh, published by Conundrum Press. Um, and the Friday find is when I point out a, a bit of comics that is not um, on the uh, usual, uh, let's say. Uh, mail report of issues of comics that you would find, you know, best-selling issues of comics that you'd find in the comic book stores, um, and uh, and maybe even not even the things that you'd find necessarily immediately on the New York Times bestseller list for graphic novels, although maybe the things that I talk about here will wind up there. Um, <laughs> maybe with enough promotion, if we can all talk them up enough, then, uh, then they'll wind up there. But uh, it's really more the... Um, smaller press or independent or underground um, or even maybe a larger press but just that that gets small a smaller amount of press let's say um, just to kind of look look out at um, American comics that aren't just uh, sitting around the mainstream and so um, I want to talk about bird in a cage for a few reasons but first why am I recording with a cell phone in my hoodie in the car well the reason is because my life these days is pretty itinerant um, and I, I don't want to disclose too much or get too personal. And this is all relates back to the book, I promise. So bear with me, listeners. Um, but lately, I've been having to shuttle back and forth between two different cities because I have to take care of my mom. And um, uh, Bird in a Cage is a story by Rebecca Rower of her own experiences. Um, it's almost a testimonial of her family and how she and her, her mom and uh, her family members were there for her grandmother, Grandma Wiley, uh, as she calls her, uh, during the period of time that um, she experienced uh, dementia. And, you know, they said it was early onset dementia as a result of a, traf- of a, of a car accident where, as a pedestrian, her grandmother was hit by a car. Uh, but by this point, her mom was already 82 um, and incredibly strong and resilient and independent a woman um, as you could ever meet um, seems super capable and intelligent a person um, and uh, you know her grandmother was herself a teacher and also married to um, a research 
uh, you know, a research associate um, uh, who uh, was involved in um, some important scientific work. So anyway, her mom was this amazing woman, uh, but but really in the the latter years and months of her life, you know, Rebecca Rower, Rower um, depicts a pretty moving account of how um, you know some of the touchstones for their family. And I gotta admit that. Oh, so first of all, I just want to note that this is a book that I've talked about in a little guest hosting spot on the Comics Alternative podcast. And so I just want to take a second. If you are listening to this and you don't listen to that, to just point your way there because the Comics Alternative podcast is awesome. And I don't say that just because I was a guest host once or that I'm the editor of the blog portion of that whole endeavor. Um, really, Derek uh, Royal and um, and co-hosts, um, especially Andy Kunkka, the other guy with PhD talking about comics, do a great job. And, uh, you know, I was kind of asked on as a guest for a week to do a review episode where we reviewed this. So if you haven't heard that, I encourage you to go find that on the Comics Alternative podcast. Um, it was an honor for, for, for me to talk to Derek about this book. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so I reviewed the title on the Comics Alternative podcast. And one of the things that, that I brought up there was the fact that, um, I was very moved reading this book. I was moved because I could relate so so personally at this particular moment. In fact, I read the book while staying over at my mom's place because we were there to just spend time with her, obviously. Um, but also, you know, I, I'm handling phone calls uh, with doctor's appointments and part of it being that I, I need to translate for my mom and she can speak English primarily a Chinese speaker. Um, here we are needing to negotiate the subtleties of, you know, medical um, issues with doctors. And so I'm sort of a partial translator, partial support person for my mom. And, you know, some of the things that she's having to go through to deal with her illness involve, you know, some some suffering to her, um, you know, to her memory and to her, her, um, her thinking and um, my mom is amazing. My mom is a soldier, and 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 the character that's, uh, you know, that um, Rebecca Roher draws out in *Bird on a Cage*. Um, her grandmother is this remarkable human being, and yet, you know, faced with the inevitability of needing somebody to supervise her and care for her, um, and and people who want to surround her with. Um, their love and with the happiness that she has always provided to them while having to deal with the truth, the reality of, you know, um, diminished capacity, let's say, you know, not being able to um, walk around and have the freedom that she wants. Um, it, you know, Rower makes light in, in, in a, with a very light touch of the way that her grandmother is something of a flight risk, uh, you know, always wants to be on her own, wants to be free and tries to sneak away from the home or from the nursing situation that she's in. And, uh, and I could relate to that because what I loved about the work was the, the, re the respectful and, and almost honor, you know, um, honoring tone that she takes with her grandmother while, you know, being pretty frank in showing the, um, you know, the ways that it's challenging and hard for, for her children, for her, her grandchildren, you know, her adult grandchildren to, um, to manage the kind of care that she needs. Um, and, 
you know, what I want to talk about here and, and a lot of this I covered or I learned from Derek when we talked on the Comics Alternative podcast, but you know, what I want to talk about here really is the ways that comic is able to tell that story or brings something to that story that is especially unique and especially poignant. Um, and I think not only for somebody who, like me, can can very immediately and very directly sympathize, but really for anybody to enter into the kind of experience that that is. Um, when you write about death or end of life or chronic illness uh, of a loved one, you can with words convey a kind of sensitivity. Um, uh, you can convey a kind of um, apprehension of the you know the the many points of view that are involved there in death um, with my mom I um, you know I heard about um, a, a recent book and I I'm f struggling right now because I'm in a car I can't remember exact Paul Calanthe I believe is his name and I read a good portion of it it's called when breath becomes air he himself is a neurosurgeon who um, was diagnosed, you know, in his early 40s, really, with um, the same uh, illness, a lung cancer, that my mom is is going through. And at the end of his life, um, he is philosophical, he is medical, he is introspective, he is, uh, you know, he, he talks a little bit about um, he uh, healthcare as an industry or as a as a uh, enterprise and 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 so forth. He's just brilliant. And he writes with great sensitivity and great, um, I think, great awareness, great mindfulness of himself and others. And you're, you can do that in prose in amazing ways. Um, what, what can you do in comics? And why would you choose comics as a medium to, to talk about such sensitive things? Well, I think Rebecca Roher really shows that in her book, In Bird, on, Bird in a Cage shows the kind of um, the kind of notes that you can hit, the ways that you can be resonant in comics that um, maybe yes, you can do them in a film, you know, and there have been a lot of really good movies made about the, a similar subject. Um, but you know, movies require a cast, movies require a cinematographer, movies require that whole thing. and so, Inevitably, there's something of the personal that's lost, um, something of the authorial voice that's lost, um, the, 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 you know, the, the, the way that it is clearly a certain, you know, almost, you know, almost a journalist or a, I'm sorry, almost a journal or a diary of an individual experience um, that, that will always come filtered through the, the multiple hands that are involved in filmmaking, even at its sort of most pared down form. Um, and then on the other hand, you know, when you, when you write something in prose, often you get to use words and you get to be extremely, um, crafty with words, but, but you have to use words and you can't do many things that, uh, that wordless things can do. Uh, one of the, the um, themes that's hit upon in Bird in a Cage, and I think another reason why the title is what it is. And another thing that gives you a sense of the family and a sense of that there's something being honored and something being held up here is that the family uh, often sings together. Um, they, they often, um, you know, do, a, do what they call the, 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 the sing song or the, 
that are joining together around the piano and singing. And, um, you know, I mentioned in the comics alternative review that, that we did that, um, there's something about singing and music that's a bit like comics in the sense that it is, um, verbal. You know, it is, it is linguistic. There are lyrics to songs, but the element of music uh, makes it so that it always transcends and sometimes even contradicts the lyrics. You know, I think of um, songs, whether they be folk songs or pop songs or whatever, where your words say one thing, but your your melody or your arrangement almost says something else. Or I think about what um, John Coltrane does with um, My Favorite Things, which is this <laughs> song that is, I don't know, not exactly of the jazz mood, <laughs> but in the imp improvisations and in the um, the stylings that John Coltrane brings to that rendition of my favorite things, there's actually something very different made out of this um, uh, this this song that has a certain tone. And so, similarly, I think lyrics can go one way, but they're they're the fact that they're being coupled with music can add another layer that just has totally different resonances and um, similarly with comics I think with comics you can do something that prose doesn't do in having the image and the all of the aesthetic range and possibility that is there with the visual art coupled next to the, the words and so in Bird in a Cage for instance um, there's a there are a number of, of um, pages or panels where the 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 drawing shows you something that could be you know could appear somber or morose but the words express a kind of hopefulness or vice versa you know there's a scene where there is a lot of um a lot of playfulness and fun but the words convey an introspection and the coupling of the two together are you know are are you know they're sort of um uh inalienable you know uh, indivisible because that's them together are what the, the author, the creator is trying to say. Um, and I think that's really important and it's really wonderful and something that comics can do that, that prose doesn't do. Um, and that to come back to the subject, um, that's often what it feels like in my experience to be beside a loved one who, um, you know, as dark as it can be to think about, um, chronic illness or death or even just being weakened by, um, you know, fatigue or the side effects of treatment, as dark as that can be, you subsist on hope. You, you breathe and live a sense of um, relief in those circumstances. That's the only way you can get through them. If you thought about, if, if you had to think about death and the only way you could think about death was in a deathly way, uh, it would kill you. It would kill you prematurely. Uh, and at the same time, you cannot have just plain fun or just plain escapist joy without being bracketed by um, a sense that we are aware of the time, and we're aware of the limitations, and we're aware of the pain. Um, it's, it's a contradiction, and that's how it's supposed to be. Um, and I think, um, again, not that prose can't do that, not that film can't do that or whatever, but comics can do it with a simplicity and a clarity that's pretty 
beautiful when done well. And I really think that's what Rebecca Rohr does and, and why it spoke to me so much. Um, and so I, <laughs> seems like every title I talk about here, I also, I'm also recommending. This one I, I especially do for all of those reasons. Um, go out and get it. Conundrum Press, Rebecca Roher's uh, Bird in a Cage. Um, check out the book. Check out the Comics Alternative podcast where I, where I got the chance to talk about it with Derek. Um, and, um, and thanks for listening. Um, I know that I indulge myself a little bit. I bring in a certain amount of my personal stuff. Um, I, I can't really divorce my readings of things from that, from those experiences and, and, and that vantage point. Um, but that's why this is to me a kind of, um, a kind of glad thing that I get to do. Um, and so by, by listening and by being here and participating with me, um, oh listener, um, you, uh, you bring me a great deal of relief too. So keep reading and, uh, thanks. Be back tomorrow with our Saturday super friend. All right.